0: Welcome to MAP, the bi-weekly market access podcast provided by Mars, Market Access and Pricing Strategy, which is your healthcare consultancy in the German-speaking markets. Mars makes it as easy as possible for you to get your pharmaceutical, medtech, or digital health product to the market and of course get the price it deserves. My name is Stefan Walzer. I'm the founder of Mars and a health economist by training and working in the fields of market access, reimbursement, pricing, and health economics already since 2004. And now let's learn about the market access and reimbursement systems around the globe. Digital health and especially digital health applications are probably the kind of future for the healthcare market, at least an add-on to obviously the kind of um, drugs and other medical devices, diagnostics, available in the healthcare system. As you might know, So DIGAS, so-called DIGAS in Germany, so digital health applications um, are available and can be made available and also be paid by the health insurance company since now roughly two years. Um, So meaning uh, that is back to the year 2020. But it's not the only country which has implemented something like a DIGA pathway. We have also Belgium who has um, as well thought about it years before, probably around the same time as Germany, and has implemented as well a very similar kind of process, not exactly the same. I think important here is basically that uh, the Belgium uh, environment has created a so-called validation pyramid, and that is basically consisting of different levels there. They have three different levels. The first level is quite simple, that the digital health application is a CE certified medical device. That's I think the kind of standard, very similar to Germany. Um, it's safely connected, so that's again more into the kind of IT infrastructure. Also, part of the DIGA pathway in check, basically, with the BFAM when you compare it in, and, and with Germany. And then you have the third level, which is a bit divided in a so called three minus and the three plus. The three minus is basically that you're currently in the process of proofing the social economic value and the temporarily financed then hence by the NIHDI, so meaning by the healthcare system. And a 3 plus is quite clearly fully proven. Again, very similar to the German environment where you basically have the fast track um, access opportunity for DIGAS in which you could basically get paid by the um, social health insurance companies while you're still running your final DIGAS study. And then afterwards, After another assessment by the BFAM and then a price negotiation, it is and might then be fully proven, hence also fully available and finally available in the healthcare system. Still important, obviously, what is the kind of step, let's say, from the first level CE certification, I think, which is quite clear, into the second level. Um, And then, therefore, especially also then into the third level, which is the kind of payment uh, where obviously all of the companies might be looking forward. So it's quite clear M2 is then basically, so that the second level, is then basically the safe connection. And hence, if you need to go or want to go into the third level, you would basically need to quite clearly fulfill the criteria for the second level. But I think a very important point is also that then your digital health application needs to allow a healthcare professional to diagnose, to apply therapy or to monitor a patient all from a distance via a medical device made for use by the patient in his or her own environment. I think also here is a big difference where we might have had already a lot of discussions, for example, the German environment. Monitoring is not necessarily a definition criteria, for example, for digital health applications in Germany. I think the important point is here also that in Germany, the DIGA So digital health application needs to be in the hands of a patient. So the patient needs to drive it. Here in Belgium, it's rather it needs to be applied in the patient's environment. That obviously includes as well the monitoring. And I think especially when you think about maybe risk classes 1 or 2A, which is also kind of definition for German DGAS, I think even a monitoring would probably make sense to be applied for. But currently, this is still a kind of exclusion criteria when you discuss that with the Farm, which is again here a big difference to Belgium. Another important difference is also when you have a deeper look on that level two, the IT connectivity in Belgium. Here, not like in Germany, where basically there is obviously a kind of template which needs to be filled out and then sent to the farm, And basically, it needs to be, let's say, self explained as well to the B-farm, um that you, um, let's say, you comply to those kind of criteria and requirements. In Belgium, the companies have to submit to a risk, well let's call it a risk assessment needs to be submitted, developed by an independent organization and including the M Health Belgium, after which they have proven to meet all imposed criteria regarding authentication, security, and the use of local e-health services by means of standardized tests. So here it looks that it's rather a bit more strict or at least a bit more controlled, maybe to say, when you compare it um, with the German. Environment. Cool question still remains: What is the impact, basically, of the clinical evidence? And I think this is also besides the whole kind of, let's say, frame for the digital health applications of Belgium. Um, also, a cool question to my guest, Catherine de Grote. She is a Belgium expert, also consultant in the Belgium health environment, with a lot of experience in different kind of companies across the last years. Perfect. Thank you, Katrine. one of the health, economic, and market access experts from Belgium. Today on the topic, that's uh, digital health applications. And uh, whoever is following us, I mean, we have obviously as well a kind of dedicated process in Germany since, yeah, roughly a year now. So it's uh, now it's June 21. So in June 2020, uh, such a kind of process was launched, and I was obviously as well happy to hear and see also that also in Belgium, something very similar has been launched. Katrin, could you maybe summarize and explain the process as it's currently been running in Belgium?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's actually a process where you can um, register and since very recently, get your mobile apps reimbursed. So the system did already exist uh, for some time. Um, So it's actually a kind of pyramid with three levels. Uh, in the first level you get actually uh, simply a registration of your mobile app so that it's visible on actually a an internet platform so uh, all the apps are yeah get their kind of visibility uh, in the second uh layer of the pyramid you uh they check um the the let's say the authorities check the interoperability of your device or of your uh, app let's uh, call it like that and in the third layer, which is actually installed since the 18th of February uh, of this year, it's um, you can uh, apply for uh, funding or reimbursement of the mobile app. So that's actually the three layers.
0: Okay, interesting. I mean, is this then just one kind of institution who is doing those three kind of steps or are there different institutions being involved?
1: No, that's a good question. It's actually t- three different institutions. Uh, so actually, there is actually the M platform who does the registration. In the first layer, in the second layer, it's the uh, FACH, it's the FAGG, it's the registration authority that is um, uh, yeah that's taking up uh, the second layer uh, process. And the third layer, the reimbursement funding, is uh, taken care uh, by um, by the receive, so the payer body in Belgium.
0: Interesting. So, I mean, I mean, we have a two-step kind of process in Germany on um, registration, interoperability, and a couple of those, let's see, IT-specific things in the first step. And then in the second, it's a price negotiation, but also with two institutions. Um, even though, I mean, especially in Germany with the first step, and maybe also here with your first step, I mean, you just said registration. Does that already as well include the presentation, maybe submission of any clinical evidence?
1: Actually, uh, that's actually in the last step when you get you go to uh, funding and uh, reimbursement. There you need to um, submit a kind of uh, mini uh, dossier with clinical data. And especially, uh, which is a very specific uh, requirement, is that you need to um, explain how uh, your uh, mobile app will change a, um, I'm looking for the word in English, a... Um, a care path, actually, a care pathway in, in uh, clinical practice. So you have actually to show that you uh, have a kind of impact in uh, daily clinical practice uh, with your uh, mobile app. And, yeah, then on that basis, a uh, special working group uh, within the receive within the payer body, will decide about the, um, yeah, the, the funding of your mobile app.
0: Okay. And um, when we're speaking about, I mean, I guess the other way around i think you you just said that the, you need to submit a kind of um let's call it dossier light or something right probably an evidence summary mm-hmm. or so um is there the requirement for an rct or any kind of let's say strong clinical evidence or is it rather really focusing on what you just said more in the in the in the last part of uh your um answer uh, maybe focusing more on let's say the 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 place in therapy in belgium
1: Yes, that's uh, that's rather the focus. Um, to be honest, we don't have experience yet with the system, so we didn't uh, jump into the details yet of those applications. So we just studied it top line. But uh, as I've seen it, that's the major criterion: is that you have to uh, show that you, um, yeah, your impact in clinical practice, in daily clinical practice, um, what's in the in the care uh, trajectory, actually the care partway.
0: Okay. And this is then more on a theoretical basis. So meaning you take guidelines and maybe information, expert opinions, or is it rather you need to register first in the first step, let's say, maybe also go through the second step on the interoperability. And then finally, you need already to get some kind of, let's say, experiences as well on the market, I guess, then probably for free. Or is it rather to say, register it, um, submit your kind of idea on uh, how uh, let's say your digital health application would have an impact and then go into the negotiations
1: yeah actually that's that's the thing so it's actually more on uh, yeah as i see it now but yeah it, it lacks of course the practice because then in the practice you you uh, learn how the theory works uh but in theory if i looked at it at theory it's more uh, from a um, yeah theoretical uh point of view of course it needs to be uh, checked with the with the field, of course, but it's not that you need to have a mass of data yet. That's how I see it now.
0: Okay, got you. And um, do you already know anything like the kind of lengths for that kind of agreement? Maybe on the pricing and funding bit—is that maybe linked then to further evidence generation? Uh,
1: not to my knowledge. No, no, it's not a conditional uh, a conditional approval. Um, no, not to my knowledge
0: okay very interesting yeah i th- I think that there might there are some similarities let's say to the German environment, but I think um it still sounds a bit more relaxed i think i mean we have quite strong requirements for the clinical part um you would uh-huh. also need to let's say uh, further submit hard kind of uh, let's say evidence including at least a comparable or a comparative kind of study um randomization uh-huh. ideally as well. Um, do you know anything already on, let's say, the potential price levels you would expect in Belgium? No,
1: not at all. No, it's actually more, it feels more like a pilot. Uh, it's not, mm-hmm. it's, 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 a, it's actually a, um, an official uh, published, um, let's say, adaptation of the law, but... It, in practice, it feels still like a pilot phase where you have to try and see how it works and what kind of, there are no, it's it's like you say, it's not that, um, or yeah, the process is not that strictly um, regulated yet as, uh, yeah, probably that will be a development, but it's not for the moment. It's not so, so it's like, um, yeah, I don't have any insights in what kind of level of, um, yeah, of payment that would, uh, that would be.
0: Okay, interesting. I mean, if we switch a bit, uh, let's say outside of the process, um, do you have any information on perceptions on digital healthcare, for example, from physicians, patients, but maybe also from the other side, let's say from the payers in Belgium?
1: Yeah, it's actually um, it's actually very um, strange, actually, or a bit un, uh, yeah, not not really normal that in Belgium they are so quick with this kind of framework. It's uh, I would call it rather a framework uh, because um, the regulations are not that strict. So it's rather unusual to uh, to have that kind of framework already uh, relatively early in in uh, yeah actually in the existence of the mobile apps. So um, from that perspective, it's um, yeah you see that that there actually there is a strong willingness to um, to create more regulations around those uh, new uh, technologies, let's say, which is a bit in contrast uh, with the other um, regulations that are a bit slow compared to this one.
0: Okay, that sounds also quite interesting. I mean, what we see currently, and I mean, as already said earlier, we have the process now since roughly a year, we have now 11 uh, digital health applications, which have been, let's say approved and are also being funded already through that kind of process. Mm-hmm. Um, But we also see, let's say, a bit, I would say, maybe reluctance also from the physicians to prescribe it. Um, Quite clearly also, maybe on top of that, health insurance companies are also complaining a bit about, from their perspective, high prices, um, which might obviously have as well an influence. I don't know whether anything like that has already at least also been discussed in Belgium.
1: No, not to to my knowledge. It's really in uh, in the early days and days. I think that will be the same. Uh, yeah, looking at my experience and feeling the environment, I think that will be the same problem in Belgium too. But to be honest, I don't. I don't have like yeah insights as we didn't, uh, as we just have the the framework in place. We need to build up experience in that. So um, and I didn't hear from other people how it, how, yeah, whether it's, it's really working in, in clinical practice. Uh, Yeah, of course the, the, my sugar apps and that, that are things in, in diabetes, we are in Belgium already, uh, yeah, let's say there is already a longer traject, uh, because of the fact that there is already an existing care pod for diabetes type two patients, uh, since, yeah, I think it's already five or six years. Uh, which is actually a kind of um, yeah disease management plan uh, in that so the apps that are related to that uh, are already yeah I think they, they are um, yeah installed in clinical practice um, but for the rest I don't know the newer apps I don't uh, that needs to be seen in the upcoming time
0: yeah for sure for sure I mean you mentioned the diabetes example, and I mean, if I follow you correctly, I mean, I think that the important component also for the future digital health applications, especially to find, let's say, the place in the whole kind of let's say patient pathway, right? Um, mm-hmm. Is, is that then a dedicated let's say reimbursement for the digital health application, or is it rather a kind of fixed amount for the whole kind of pathway? And then basically the the digital part um is just a, let's say a proportion of that those overall yes, fixed. That's costs?
1: exactly yeah, that's exactly how it is for the diabetes. So um and I don't know, I think this is the change now um in the new system or the new framework that yeah, I, I I will yeah I'm I'm curious to see how they will do it um because yeah it it was in the diabetes care pathway it was actually part of a lump sum let's say uh so the physician gets a lump sum um that's that's yeah that covers a lot of things uh, from yeah uh, one of the things that is covered is, is the apps so there the problem wasn't not that present uh
0: Okay. Yeah. And I think I, this
1: is the, the change that's going to happen now.
0: Got you. Got you. Okay. I mean, that's, uh, that's great. Um, maybe just like probably the last kind of question. I mean, you just said um, it was also a bit of a surprise. I think when it was implemented, do you think maybe the whole kind of COVID situation has triggered that, especially maybe also to, to potential further requests on video consultations with physicians?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I don't think so, but uh, yeah, it will certainly uh, not, yeah, not be productive for this kind of thing. But it, I don't think it's really driven by that. They they already had a plan in place some years ago and they installed, let's say, level by level of the pyramids, which I explained. Um, so it's actually, maybe it's, yeah, it, it, it was a bit faster implemented due to COVID, but I don't see a major influence. <laughs> it was actually in plan already some years.
0: Okay, got you. Perfect. Very good. I think that was great insights. I mean, showing already some similarities, but also some differences in Belgium. So we're also looking forward how the whole kind of implementation will work, and also the kind of uh, let's say driving and probably also the kind of perceptions from the physician, the patient side. Um, thank you very much, Katrine de Crota. That was great insights. Yes. Um, looking My forward pleasure. to further
1: discussions. Okay. Bye bye.
0: That was an episode of Map. The Market Access podcast provided by Mars Market Access and Pricing Strategy, which is your healthcare consultancy in the German speaking markets. Map is available every second week with a new episode, so watch out. And in case you might have questions, contact me directly and or visit our website on www.marketaccess-pricingstrategy.de.